Hi, I want to welcome you all to the first episode of the Wyoming High School Sports Podcast. I'm Mike Walk. I'm here with Caden Walk. And obviously, this first episode we're going to do on Wyoming High School football. I coached here for a lot of years. Uh, football is obviously really big in our family. And I want to start this, start our show off by uh, covering some Wyoming High School football. I've had the privilege of, of, interviewing some of the best coaches in the state of Wyoming for this first episode. Not just the best coaches now, but some of the best coaches in the history of the state. So um, I was able to interview Michael McGuire, who's now coaching uh, college football up in Wisconsin. Uh, Coach Steve Harshman's coached over 30 years, won numerous championships at Casper Natrona. Uh, Coach McFadden up in Cody that's built if not the best, one of the best uh, 3A programs in the state of Wyoming. Uh, Coach Dale Anderson over in Lyman's won the three state championships himself, won the last two state championships. And then the guy with the best name of them all, just because he shares it with me, uh, Coach Brent Walk over in Mountain View, who has also won three state championships. Um, all of these coaches have won multiple championships. I also... This this really disappoints me. I I had I had the pr- privilege of interviewing Coach Mowry up in Sheridan, who right now Sheridan's probably the top program in the state of Wyoming, and Coach McKay Young over in Star Valley, who's also one of the top programs in the state. And because of my lack of uh, lack of technological experience i i lost both of those interviews so i want to apologize to to both of those coaches hopefully i can throw some things in that we talked about you know and and quite honestly they talked a lot about the same thing some of these other coaches talked about um i want to start this out by by talking a little bit about what i call the hcs these are these are some of the things that i think are the most important things uh, to building a championship program, in my opinion. And as I talked with each of these coaches, you're going to notice in their interviews, I'm going to play their interviews in full after we talk a little bit, but you're going to notice that they talk about all of these things. And the first thing that I think needs to happen to build a championship program is you need to come in and you need to change the culture. And and all these coaches talk about that. And, And what that means to me is, is you basically change the way you do things. You come in and ask for some commitment from kids and and you ask them to be good people on and off the field. Uh, you want them to be an example, not only in the school, but in the community. Um, but, I mean, you kind of have to go find that group that actually cares to base that culture around. Which which leads us into our, our next C, and that's that's finding enough people that care. And I wish I could say that that's one that I came up with, but I sold that from Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz has always said, you want to win a championship, you find enough people that care, and you build around them. And not just care about themselves. They've got to care about the success of their teammates. It's just like a good friend. You have to want your teammate to succeed. As well as the rest of their town. I mean, you have to love your town to enough to be able to put in that effort. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think the nice thing, if you find people that care, that's the people that are going to have the commitment 
the commitment level that it takes to build the championship program. And, you know, I, you know, I guess probably the most important thing that I don't really talk about in here, um, is, is character. And, and I guess that goes right in with the rest of these. I mean, it takes, it takes high character guys to change the culture of a program. It takes high character guys to be committed. Well, your whole program has to be predicated on those, those high character kids and people within your community. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and if they have that high character, then they commit to the program. If they commit to the program, they're going to start doing things together. They're going to start caring about each other. Exactly. Which leads us to what? Our next, our next C is camaraderie. If they start caring about each other, they're going to want to spend time together. They're going to spend time doing things together. They're going to spend time in the weight room together. They're going to go watch the girls' volleyball games together. And, and it's going to build that camaraderie and sense of family that it takes to be a good program. It really does. You have to build that family aspect within your team to become successful. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You were fortunate enough to play uh, for for Coach Holmstrom that came in and, and was able to to do that when he was at Wyman. So, um, you know, the 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 next thing I guess I want to talk about is with that commitment level or with that camaraderie. It kind of spreads. It, don't you think it spreads from those kids to their families? It's and, definitely contagious within a, a city or a town or a city where if you, everybody wants to be successful. So when the town starts to see that success and that love that people have for the, the team, they want to join in. Exactly, which builds a sense of community. And, and every one of these coaches also... Uh, Especially, I, I wish I I wish I had Coach Mowry and Coach Young's interviews because they talk a lot about community service. I mean, all of these coaches talk about community service, but you know, when these kids are out in the community and doing other things to serve the community, that puts butts in the stands on Friday nights because those people want to come out and support those kids that are doing good things for them. The little kids that are at the school, want to come there and watch their heroes. Well, I mean, like, one of the... You're never going to get over that high of uh, seeing that uh, stadium of War Memorial Stadium full with an entire town that shut down to drive three, four hours to Laramie. Yeah, you had the good fortune of playing on that field. So, so you know, I mean, it is. It's a, it's a huge thing. I guess the next thing I want to talk about after community is is being coachable because because these coaches talked about that as well and and being coachable might mean that that you're, you're have not going to sacrifice. Be, yeah, you're not going to be in the same position that you want to be. You're you're going to have to sacrifice for the good of the team. You're going to have to maybe if you think you're a great quarterback, you might be end up playing defensive line. You might be playing linebacker or yeah. you might play safety. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the phrases that that when I first started coaching, Coach Don Donnell was coaching over in Mountain View and he used to always talk about doing your one eleventh and and your one eleventh it may not be the same size as this person's, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't mean it's any less important. Mm -hmm. If you're that guy, if you're that freshman on the end of the bench, you know, 
what you do over there on that sideline, if you have to run over and grab some tape to get uh, the senior back in the game, that might be the thing that you're called on to do that day. I so. mean, I've seen when I was playing, I had freshmen that uh, motivated me in the weight room when I got to um, even watch them grow. That was a motivator for me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the things. Once you have that sense of family, that camaraderie, you, you know, you said that motivated you, you want to see those young kids mm-hmm. succeed. You mm-hmm. want to see them carry the year after you graduate. You guys got beaten state championship. Yep. The year after that, you were as excited as anybody else to I, watch that next group win the state championship. I still remember watching Branson Bradshaw run in for a touchdown and I was running right alongside him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause that's, those are your brothers. Probably that's, not quite as fast, but. No, I, I guarantee that. I've seen you. There's a reason you went from quarterback to defensive Ooh. line. <laughs> Um, the other thing that you're going to notice a lot of these coaches talk about is being a cross sport. That's my next C or a multi-sport athlete. So, you know, they think it's important, you know, around the country now, there's a lot of coaches that try to get you to specialize and, and only, uh, only do things to help your sport. The best coaches in the state of Wyoming, you'll notice every one of them want their kids to be multi-sport athletes. And, Probably the best athlete that I can think of that was a three-sport athlete you'll see Coach Harshman talk about is Logan Wilson, you know. And, I I mean, that might be one of those things that makes Wyoming so special is with us being such a small community, even within the state, like, it kind of spreads the wealth even more. Yeah. And, I mean, that's one of those sports that everybody kind of looks up to. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're definitely right. And the last C that I want to talk about is the championships. I think if you can if you can do these things that we've talked about right here, there's a good chance you're going to have an opportunity to play for a championship. You may not win it. You you may not even get there, but by doing these things, I think it's going to go a long way to making you a champion of life. I mean, you learn lessons in football that you can't learn anywhere else and and, you know, that's what I love about these coaches. Every one of them, you're going to notice they're high-character guys. And they're, you know, obviously they're trying to teach kids to be great football players, but they're trying to teach them to be great men. And, mm-hmm. and you know, as we get into these interviews, I want you guys to take note of that. And what I'm going to do is I've, I've got five interviews I'm going to play. I wish I had seven, like I, I actually recorded, but I've only got five. We're going to start out with Coach Michael McGuire because he talks a little bit about what he looks for in an athlete coming that he's recruiting to play college. So we'll start out with, with Coach McGuire and then we'll we'll just go on from there and we'll go right into the the next interviews and and then at the end we'll talk a little bit and we'll wrap up this first episode. But uh like I said, once again I, I appreciate you guys being here. We're gonna try to do these shows every week or two and and put them on and and i want you guys to subscribe and and you know we'll we'll get into some volleyball we'll get into some cross country we'll get, in, we'll get into wrestling swimming you know track you name it and we're gonna get into it so so right now uh let's go ahead and go into our interview with coach michael mcguire all right welcome back to the wyoming high school 
uh, Sports Podcast. I'm here with a uh, Wyoming coaching legend <laughs> that is now coaching in the college out in Wisconsin. Got Michael McGuire, who's the former coach at Riverside High School. You're uh, or at uh, Bighorn. You are at Riverside as well, right, Coach? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mike. And I, I think legend probably goes a little too far there. Well, I'll tell you what, if you'd have been around, if you'd have been around much longer, you'd have been mentioned with DTI, I think. So you you put it together in a hurry over there. So so coach, what I'm doing is this first show, we're obviously high school sports. I'm gonna talk about football the first one. So I'm interviewing coaches from the top programs around Wyoming and and kind of trying to get a feel on the things that that make successful programs it's kind of funny as i've talked with coach mowry um coach mcfadden it seems like there are a, a few common things that they all have in common um when as a high school coach what do you feel were were i don't know maybe the key things to to building a program some of the key key things that you needed to put in place you know, I think first and foremost, Mike, is the, the relationships you have to start building with the kids. Um, you know, they're not going to play for you if they don't think you care about them and know that you care about them. And so, you know, every every kid um, has different motivators, different things that make them tick. And so I think it's really important to, to develop those relationships with those kids and, and, and then find out what's important to them. Um, the other thing I think that's really important, especially when you get somewhere, um, you know, when you're starting a starting a program is uh, you have to have a plan laid out um, for every part of your program, whether it's for your assistant coaches, whether it's for your players, your off season, your summer programs, your camps, all that stuff. You've got to have a plan uh, and you've got those the, the kids in your program have to see the plan and and see where they fit, if that makes sense. You know, see what their role is going to be and and see um, kind of the long term for it. And um, it's also really important, I think, when you start to that you've got to let those those seniors especially know, hey, we're only going to have a year together. Um, I want this to I want your senior year to be memorable, because if those guys buy in, then you're going to get everybody else in the program to buy in. And, um, you know, at Riverside and, and Bighorn, I was really fortunate that the those groups of, of guys were able to do that. And, um, you know, in the two years I spent at Sheridan, as an assistant there, um, just being able to watch Don and Jeff and and some of those guys, just the way that they built relationships, DJ Deercorn and Darren Gilbertson, all those guys, uh, Kevin Reiser, just the way they, um, you know, worked with their kids. And and so that, that was a, a great learning experience for me. Yeah, that seems to be a common theme. All of you guys, I mean, it's obvious how much you guys care about kids and wanting them to have success. I as I talked with, uh, with Coach Mallory, he, I don't know how many different times he mentioned character and developing character in kids. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, oh, are you going to run a spread system? Are you going to run a 4-2-5 defense? And those, I mean, people have won with every every offense or defense you can imagine, but building the character is important to me. So so I'm sure you you – you feel the same way about that? Yeah, and characters, you know, character always, I've always felt like character always shows up in the fourth quarter of close games, you know, and, yeah. and the kids that, um, that, you know, have that great character are going to really, you know, put their, put their foot down and, 
and do what they have to do to get a win. And the, and the kids that may, might not have that um, character might be the ones that kind of tap out when it, when it becomes really, really tough. And so, you know, developing um, their, their individual character, but then their end of their character as a group, you know, every group every year has kind of their own identity and their own, um, you know, dynamic to it. And so, you know, developing the character within each individual group and each individual person is always a real challenge. Yeah, it makes sense. I, you know, I, I don't know if you did anything like this, but Coach Mowry was, actually was Coach McFadden today, was talking about a lot of the community service things they do. And then uh, their kids go out and read to the younger kids at the elementary school. And they're always doing things like that to make those kids up. Like in your case, it would have been to be a bighorn ram. I mean, I'm sure you guys had things yep. like that in place. My brother does a lot of that stuff too. So, so do you? Yes, do absolutely. Any, like yeah, you know, I think when the more you're out in the community, the, the more support you're going to get during good times and bad times. Um, and it gives those, like you said, those young kids a chance to, you know, they look up to those high school guys. Those are guys like NFL players to them. You know, the guys they see right. every day, and um, you know, there's. There's whether it's community service projects. I know at Bighorn, you know, our guys used to go and during haying season and just and load hay for people. Um, you know, and re, we had guys that would read in the elementary school and and just even just odd jobs around. And um, you know, I think um, you know, I knew that they do that in, in a lot of those big programs that that um, that where that stuff's important. So when you were at Bighorn, I mean. I, I don't know. I think you and I talked a little about bit about this on Facebook. What did you guys do as far as an off season program? I mean, you told me you have a plan for the entire season. So in the off season, what kind of things did you do? You know, the first thing we did is we encouraged our guys to to play, play basketball, run indoor track, run outdoor track, do baseball, do whatever, be active. Um, and once again, that comes back to you know we kind of talked about the character of shows up in the fourth quarter, you know, winning and losing um, doesn't just have to be a football thing. You learn how to compete um, in, all, in all facets. It helps keep you in shape. Um, you know, so that was our always our big push is just we wanted them to be involved in everything they could be involved in. Uh, and then, you know, there's some kids that that, that maybe wasn't a, a great fit for. So we always had a, you know, our off-season weights program um, set up for those guys, which was, you know, at Bighorn, we were fortunate. It, they were able to do it in class. And and Coach McLaughlin, who's the head coach there now at Bighorn, and was doing a fantastic job, and I knew he would, and um, was a D coordinator when I was there, um, runs those weight classes and does a really good job with that stuff. So, um, you know, they, those guys that weren't doing uh, two or three sports kind of saw what their plan was in terms of, okay, here's what we need you to, you know, the plan of, hey, we need you to get a little bit stronger. Maybe we need you to get more flexible or we need you to add weight or, you know, um, change your body a little bit, just those little types of things um, and having a plan for those guys. And then in terms of the summer, you know, we started talking to our guys in February and March about what the summer schedule was going to look like in terms of, you know, we always went to one team camp. Um, we didn't try and, and load them down with going to two or three or four. We tried to hey one team camp and we want everybody that can to try and make, you know, make that camp. Um, and then our lifting and, and, you know, four days a week. And, and a lot of time those guys would get together on their own a couple of days a week and throw. And, um, you know, that's another opportunity for those upperclassmen to really start, uh, taking the reins and making it their team, you know, and, and player led teams are always better than coach led teams. And, 
I think the stuff, especially in the summer, really give, gave those upperclassmen an opportunity to to kind of, um, you know, set the identity of who the, uh, what the team was going to be like and who the leaders were going to be on it. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to me. There are so many coaches out there that try to take their kids and make them specialize and, and only do this sport or that sport. And every single one of you guys I've talked to that been successful, uh, McKenny over in Star Valley, Coach Fanding, Kobe, uh, Coach Mallory, every single one of you have emphasized competing in, in all sports, doing whatever you can. I, I think that's a good thing, and I think I think more coaches need to hear that from guys like you guys that, that have been successful. So so I commend Absolutely. you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Mike, right now when we recruit kids, we want we want to recruit multi-sport athletes. You that's know? where I was going well, next, there's actually. Times- actually. We've got some guys right now where you watch their football film and you're like, yeah, I think he's a pretty good athlete. And then you see him in the gym playing basketball and dunking the ball whenever he feels like, and you're like, okay, yeah, he's, he's, we we thought he was. So, um, you know, that's, that stuff just helps whether it's athleticism, whether it's character, whether it's um, teamwork, all those things that they learn from not just football. Well, so as, as we talk about that a little bit, what, what do you look for in, in kids that you're recruiting. I, I always thought it was interesting. Coach Krzyzewski at, at Duke, I mean, legend. And he always said that he looked for guys that come from winning programs and do things that more so, I mean, obviously you, you've got to recruit talent, but he liked to recruit yep. kids that came from successful programs because they've been taught a lot of the things like you're, you're emphasizing. Do you look for things like that? Yeah, you know, you you want guys that are that have won, you know, and and a lot of the time talent and winning goes hand in hand. So, right. you know, that always helps. Um, you know, you want somebody. I think one thing that gets overlooked sometimes is you want to recruit guys who have a genuine love for the game. Um, you know, if if they don't if they don't love the the game, it's a lot of work at the college level. And if oh, they yeah. don't love it, then they're going to burn out. Um, you know, there's especially football is really unique um, as compared to baseball and basketball where you might play 40, you know, and even in baseball, you play 80 games in a year. You know, with football, you've really got to you've got to love the process of it. And that's what you you know, you have to find guys that 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 enjoy getting up in the morning and lifting that enjoy, you know, the summer workouts and the running and all that stuff. So, you know, loving the game is one thing you look for um, talent, obviously, um, and guys that 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 play the right way. You know, if you watch their game film, they're not taking plays off. Um, you know, you, you just kind of look for little things. Do they run to the football? If they're a defensive guy, do they, do they run down the field to get big blocks? You know, if they're an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, um, you know, and, and a, a lot of the times that those types of things also show the character of the kid and what, you know, what's important to them too. So, um, you know, obviously at the, at this level, sometimes, you know, the measurables, um, the measurables matter, but they're not the they're not the first thing you look for. You know, there's there's other stuff when you turn the film on to watch a kid that that um, is is more uh, is more important than that. A lot of the time, those measurables just um, I guess justify your your you recruiting them. That makes sense. Well, coach, I I know you don't have all day, but I appreciate so much you coming on here and talking with me. I I'll tell you. I'm happy for you and the things that you're doing out there. Believe me, there are a lot of people here in Wyoming that follow you and you are a big part of football in this state. And I, 
I can tell by talking to you, it'll always be a part of you too. And I appreciate you coming on here and talking with me today. Well, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Wyoming high school football is, is really, really special and will always have a special place in my heart and the whole state of Wyoming. And, um, you know, there's nowhere, no way that I would be where I am without that. And there's a lot of great people there. Um, your, your brother's one of them, man. I love that guy. He does a great job down there in Mountain View and, um, just, uh, Wyoming will always be home to me, no matter where, where I live or how long I'm there. Wyoming will always be my home. So I uh, appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you, coach. We appreciate it. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Mike. Have a good thank one. You. Hey, I'm here with a uh, longtime Natrona County head high school football coach, Steve Harshman. Coach, I appreciate you joining me here today. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of a legend at this game. You've been doing it now for 30 plus years. And I think a lot of people look to you to see, see what you do to build a quality football program. With my, with my first episode here, that's kind of what I want to do. I love football. So we're going to concentrate on high school football and and I'm talking to the best coaches and the best programs around the state. And what I want to do is talk to you and, and ask you what you feel the key things are in building a championship level program. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. And I appreciate your kind words. I, uh, you know, it's gone so fast here. It's my 32nd year here at Natrona County and, just can't even believe it, you know. And we all know life goes fast. A lot of long days, but short years, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, no, I don't. You know, there's probably a lot of recipes to build something. You know, I think the recipe that I've always, you know, thought's important, particularly in football. Um, there has to be a culture thing. I know that's a word everybody uses today, but. I think, uh, I think back when I was a kid growing up and my coaches, we had a culture, you know, that, uh, and it was all built on expectations and, uh, the, the way we were going to get ready, uh, where we we're going to treat each other the way we were going to act, the way uh, we we're going to do things, you know, the way we were going to perform certain drills, the way our toe wasn't going to be beyond the line. It was going to be behind the line and, and all those thousands of little things. And my coaches all drilled into me. I remember Coach Hoff, you know, at Midwest, Coach Merich, Lord rest his soul, who was with us for many years and went to Moorcroft, you know, was take care of the little things and the big things will take care of themselves. And and uh, John Detai Jr., who I got to know, I was probably 27, I guess, when I came to the Trona, and he was probably my age now. And uh, I remember him saying one time we were visiting and uh, he said, you know, it's just make the important things important. And that's something I've always remembered. And I, cause it's easy to go down a rabbit trail and you get busy and you're, but I think to try to keep the important things important. So what are the important things? I think it's number one, it's people. I think I've learned, you got to, first of all, take care of yourself, make sure you're, you know, myself is mentally and physically and spiritually really healthy because if I'm not, then I'll, I'll dip down and then everything else will, 
it's hard to keep everybody up if you're down in a dip, you know, and, and so, and I know, and that's, so that's not a selfish thing, but I think if you make sure that, you know, you're doing good and then it seems like your family is doing good and your team and your classes and all those things um, kind of working together. So spend some time and work on yourself, read, exercise, you know, pray, think, uh, spend time with family. All those things are so important. Uh, but then I think that the beauty of football, I, I, I'm rambling here. You stick. No, you're not. Here, Coach, honestly, talk, honestly, I, uh, you're saying, you're saying everything that needs to be said. Well, and I just, and then I think the beauty of football is, you know, you play so few games, you know, you play 10, 11, 12 games, Max and Wyoming. Uh, it's not like baseball where you get to play 60, 70 games, basketball, you play 24 or five games, wrestling, you get 50 matches. Um, so the preparation thing, you know, the getting ready, uh, there's just got to be a whole culture and expectation and a love of it, uh, a, a fun about getting ready. And I think that is such a powerful lesson, uh, to all of us and the kids uh who you know become fathers and and uh and work and do all those things the rest of their life you know you got to get ready and you got to get ready together because nobody plays football alone and you know we're all born as selfish we cry a lot when we're babies and we want fed at that time and and all that but i think to learn that you put others first and that this is a team thing and because you're not going to go through life alone either. And, uh, you know, your family's going to be the most important team. And, and uh, so you got to do that thing together and you got to do it the right way. And so I think this whole preparation piece. Uh, and then finally, I'll, I'll just one last little thing that's stuck in my head all these years, you know, is uh, you really, and I had an old coach say this to me, he said, you get, you know, you get what you expect and you get what you allow. And I think, you know, you have high expectations and, uh, I think, you know, this accountability piece, none of us wake up in the morning thinking, geez, I want to hold five people accountable today and have those tough conversations. None of us like it. None of us wake up confrontational like that, but it's, it's so important. You just have to speak the truth. And when you do that, I think everybody, uh, there's a certain ease and it just, it makes everything work because it's such a dynamic going on. And, and uh, one person can ruin a team, a coach or a player or a parent, one person. And uh, boy, when you, you know, as a head coach, you've got to have those tough conversations and make sure that, you know, that's got to get reformed. It just has to get reformed. You can't ignore it and you don't solve problems. Don't solve themselves. You have to solve them. And uh, so I think that's part of building a program. You got to solve a lot of problems every day. And that's, uh, that's yeah. it, it, it's like amazing to talk to you because I, as I've talked, talked with you, coach Mowry, coach McFadden up in, up in Cody and so many common themes. And it's, I'll tell you the thing that jumps out to me you guys are high character guys. And it seems like that is, you know, a lot of people think football is all about the X's and the O's and, you know, and, and, and it's about Tom, but it, the character and building character and building champions 
building champions for life. Right? That's the thing that you guys all have talked to me about. And, and it's amazing. And it's easy to see why you guys have built the programs you've built. It's, it's admirable. It really is. Well, it's kind of you to say that. And we're all human. I've, uh, I've, I've messed up more than I've, you know, but I keep trying to learn. And that's the beauty of this. Boy, you just keep learning every year. Every year is new and it's, and you learn, 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 and keep adapting and growing, you know? Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah. Well, coach, let me, let me ask you a little bit. If we've covered the most important things, but what, what does it a Trona County off season look like? Um, I mean, what, what types of things do you encourage? I'm talking from the time football season ends until you start your next season. Yeah. You know, we first, um, we, we meet with every kid on an exit interview, every player, you know, and so I try to meet then with seniors and then, and it's a different interview I have with them. And then all the position coaches meet with their players and, and, uh, you know, find out. And, and it's about examining where we were and what we could do better, what was really good, what was maybe we can improve on and, you know, what are our goals moving forward individually and how we move that. And then as seniors have a different take now that they're all done. And, and uh, so we try to get that evaluation piece started. But, and, but for the kids, most important, be a three-sport athlete. And it's the number one thing they can do. It, you know, oh, I'm going to go lift. I'm, you know, and we're in that age now where everybody's got a trainer and everybody's got a AAU, AAU coach or a club sport. And I'm just, uh, go run the hurdles and track, go wrestle, go play basketball, uh, go play soccer, whatever your sport. And all those things cross over. First of all, you're going to get coached by different people and you're going to, it'll just increase your athletic vocabulary. But the other part of that is, you know, you don't get the butterflies working out at the gym, you know, with your trainer. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, you're out on the wrestling mat and you shake hands, you know, or you're in the starting blocks and you're running the 300 meter hurdles. Uh, there's a different feeling. Oh, and yeah. uh, boy, that that is so powerful. And if you're only going to experience that on 10 Friday nights in the fall you're not going to learn enough to really be good at it. And so be a three sport athlete, number one. Uh, and if they want to, you know, kids can play baseball in the summer, be a four sport athletes, even better. And uh, so that's number one, you know, and then, uh, and, you know, we send in all the reports on grades to the WHSA. We try to make that a part of when we have our awards banquet and all those things. And then, so number one, be a three sport athlete, uh, uh, be a great student. I mean, there are no D and F students who are great football players. I just, this just doesn't happen. I mean, all of our best football players were good students and it's a, uh, it, you know, cause good grades aren't about being smart. It's about the work, you know? Yeah. What is it? One or percent of us are geniuses, you know? Yeah. And so none of us are geniuses really. And it's about the work. And uh, so keep those same habits going. And then we want kids to continue working out in the weight room, you know, whether it's in one of our classes or whatever, but uh, continuing that development. And I call it putting some money in the bank and investing in themselves. And, uh, you know, it's just so important because they're at this, 
such an anabolic time in their life. You know, you see these kids and they grow, you see them on Friday and over the weekend, you look at them on Monday and geez, you grew over the weekend, you know, and they have, you remember though, they have growing pains and they're, uh, they just change, you know, a month in a young person's life is a big deal. And boy, you don't want to let these months go by without putting some money in the bank. And, uh, cause you, you know how, as us older guys, you can't go back. <laughs> Once you lose that time, then go back and get it. And uh, yeah, well, I think so it's that's a big deal. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me. You know, I think there is such an emphasis now by a lot of coaches to try to make kids specialize and do. Oh. You know what? I, and and every one of you guys, you, uh, Coach Mowry, Coach McFadden, uh, Coach Young over at Star Valley, every one of you put such an emphasis on being multi-sport athletes and. I think that says something. I think a lot of these younger coaches around the state and other states should listen to you guys because, first of all, how many how many people have coached a Logan Wilson? You know, so yeah. <laughs> so you know, I think that's yeah, you know Logan. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. Logan was a three sport athlete. And yeah, and so was Taven Bryan, and so was all of our other kids who've gone. Your son. My son played at the University of Wyoming yeah. simply because he ran the hurdles. Yeah, I mean, I know it. It changed the way he ran and the, his whole athleticism. And he was a good athlete, but there was a certain toughness in running the 300 hurdles that's hard to repeat. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But it's so important. Yeah. Well, Coach, I got one more question for you. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if you'll have an answer for me, but it's because I, 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 I was for I was coaching back in that same little era 95 97 i got to spend a little time with john detai too uh at a couple of clinics do you have a john detai story for me <laughs> well you know oh gosh that's a good one i me a lot of stories i think uh you know um and his son travis who mm -hmm. i've gotten to know he has a couple sons and a daughter and and uh travis i'll just tell you this real quick but he signed he sent a letter to me and he signed it td and i thought that's gotta be the coolest initials of all time i've never thought of that out of maybe maybe one of my kids with a td john probably thought of that so, yeah so that was so cool but no there's just so many uh great stories of him and you know and coach art hill and his dad before him and taking the kids to camp guernsey and all that it's just a it's a real era of uh you know, we played each other in the 94 state championship. They beat us uh, at our place. We turned around and beat them in the 96 semifinal game in Laramie, trailing 13-3 at half. Unheard of how we came back and beat them 23-13. And uh, we had um, five fourth down stops in the second half to stop them on fourth down. And it was just epic. And uh, uh you know snow piled up 10 feet high and, but um oh we we shared uh shared uh several beers together at football clinics uh and then but uh he was also such a man of faith you know and after he retired from teaching he became a deacon and served the church and served the people of laramie until a forced retirement you know at 70 or 75 when they forced you out and then yeah. uh, and of course he's passed away but he was just a classic, you know. Oh, just, he was awesome. I was at a clinic yeah. in Laughlin, Nevada, and I was with Coach Janelle down there, and I, I'd never oh, sat. Yeah. 
I'd never sat and talked with Coach Detai, and he got telling me a story about, for some reason, the University of Wyoming sent him out to pick up a recruit from the airport, and he had been fishing. And so he picked him up in his fishing truck, and he says, the kid gets in, he's got worms strewn out on the seat in his truck. And so I was dying listening to him. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So no, it's classic. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. A lot of stories. You know, I remember uh, when I first came here, longtime booster Rob Sorensen, who's passed away and kept the chains there uh, for over 30 years in Natrona. And he, uh, he says, Yeah, we used to get under because. Natrona and Laramie were such a rivalry and you only took two to the state title and we were both in the East, you know, and it was always that final game and uh, how they all thought each other was spying on each other, particularly Coach Hill. And they said, yeah, we got Coach Hill one time. We said, yeah, we're going to name this stadium after the coach with the most victories talking about the Mustang stadium. And he said, yeah. Coach Hill kind of puffed it. He says, yeah, we're going to name it D-Ty Stadium. <laughs> and just, you know, because it was particularly John Sr., you know. And, yeah. And Coach Hill's uh, and Natrona's rivalry with Laramie was so intense. And, you know, yeah. we had heard all the stories and, you know, all the maroon jerseys with the UCLA stripes and everybody's <laughs> taping their wrists and you cannot find the ball. And we literally would practice with no football against those guys. And you just had to tackle everybody. And yeah, my uncle just, Glenn told me that so about about him. So I, I thought that was hilarious. So incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time. I I've never really sat and talked with you. I I could sit and talk with you for hours, but I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, and no, I I, I definitely will. It's it's sad. How, how much longer are you going to do this? You think? Oh, I don't know. Lord willing, you know. Yeah, just, keep doing uh, it because it's it's. Yeah. I hate seeing guys like you and Todd. I hated to see Todd get out of it, but you know, you guys, you guys make Wyoming football what it is, and I appreciate you guys. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, well, the beauty of this, and that's what I tell the kids. You know, it's things bigger than all of us. We've been playing football at Natrona for hundred some years. Won the most games ever in Wyoming, over six hundred victories at Natrona County, and and. uh that's what I tell the kids, you know, I die on a Tuesday night. You're still going to kick off at seven o'clock on Friday. <laughs> Bigger than any of us, man. So yeah. I'm just blessed to have my little part of it and uh, been a part of such a great school. It's great kids and parents and coaches. So it's been really a blessing. Well, thank you, coach. I appreciate your time. And I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. Thank you there, Mr. Walk. Appreciate it. Keep up okay. the good work. Thanks. Thank you, Sam. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, welcome back to the Wyoming High School Sports Podcast. I'm here with Cody Bronx head football coach, Matt McFadden. Coach, I appreciate you you joining us here today, and I'm kind of excited to hear a little bit about your program. What I'm trying to do on this first episode is is talk to the, the schools in the state with the most tradition, what I consider and what most people would consider the best programs in the state, and You've obviously put yours there. They're going to end up building a statue for you there. And Cody, if you keep going like you have. So. Uh, uh, I hope not. <laughs> well, Coach, what I would like to know is 
if you could give me a few of the what you feel are the keys in building a successful football program, what you've done in Cody to to get things on the right track, where it seems like you guys are are there year in and year out. What 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 do you think some of those keys are? Uh, to me, and, and it's it's kind of a buzzword nowadays. But to me, it's all culture. Um, so, and, and that culture starts with your seniors having great senior leadership. Uh, we put a tremendous amount of time um, and effort in, in helping to increase the, the tools that those leaders have. Um, so that to me is, is number one, um, is our seniors and our, and our leadership with our seniors. So uh, it starts with them and, uh, and it trickles down through example. So, you know, it takes a few years to get that going, but as, as you come up through our program, um, obviously you want your senior year, to, that's kind of the pinnacle um, for all these kids. and and we ask a lot of those seniors um, to do things on the field, off the field, in season and out of season. And, uh, you know, we might not be doing football skills year round, but, but we're doing leadership training and, and just things to get, them, to get them closer and to get them practicing those habits. So uh, that, that to me is the number one, um, our seniors and our leadership. And, and from there, it kind of trickles down, like the culture trickles down to, to the juniors and sophomores and freshmen. Um, our freshmen are – a part of our program they're coached by our varsity coaches uh, we don't have freshman coaches they when we practice it's all together and i think that kind of allows us to uh those freshmen to really to pick up speed on our terminology and our drills and, and really get to know our coaches um so i think that's a big part and then we're just we're we're a relational program you know i, I think our really what we want to measure and um what we set out to do is to build men, uh, men of character. And, and that's, that's priority number one. And we feel if we do that, uh, then the wins will come. Um, so priority number one is, is build those men of character, um, give them skills on and off the field that they can use to be successful in life. And uh, from there, the, the football stuff will come. You know, it's funny as I as I'm talking to you guys. I I talked I talked with Jeff over in Sheridan yesterday. I talked with McKay, and every one of you guys say the same things. I mean, a lot of times I think people yeah. out in the world would think, "Oh, it's all about running the spread system or the four-two-five defense or whatever." And every one of you guys come to character. You always talk about character and and relationships with the community and and. and Every quality program, it seems like those are the key things. So, you know, that's that, that's impressive. I I I know that besides that, you guys obviously spend a lot of time doing things in the off season. Tell me a little bit about the Cody off season program. What you guys are doing with your kids when they're when, uh, you know, before August? Well. First of all, is, is we encourage them to play other sports. Um, big believer in multi-sport. Um, we, we want multi-sport athletes. We want them competing year-round. We don't care what the sport is. Uh, we want them competing. And I, I think, you know, you're in high school for four years, and you, you basically have 12 opportunities in 12 seasons to compete in various sports. And it's important to me uh, that they take advantage of that. And in small town in Wyoming, you, I think you can do that and be very successful. I don't think you need to specialize um to be truly great at them so uh, we really push that uh, i want them to hear coaching from other coaches we've got some amazing coaches in our various sports here at cody and they need to hear hear a similar message from other coaches uh, so that's number one 
Um, number two, we, we hold leadership uh, lunches uh, and breakfasts, you know, throughout the throughout the winter. Um, doing a doing a book study right now. We're currently reading Twin Thieves with our uh, with our seniors. So, yeah, so um, forcing them to read in the summer. They're not. Some of them were pumped about that, but they like the book. Uh, starts from there, and then and then our weight room. Um, we have all our athletes in a zero hour period. Um, we have all our athletes, male and female, together, um, which is some people view that as how oh, you got girls and guys lifting together and, and to us we feel like it's a huge strength because we've got got all our athletes pushing the same direction coaches pushing the same direction and it, it really just helps build the, the culture of all our athletic programs that so this is this is the hard work it takes to be successful um doesn't matter if you're male female doesn't matter if you're a golfer or football player we're going to get in there and we're going to work um and then doing that work and, and being smart about it um in the weight room that, that we lift, we lift hard throughout the whole year, um, game days included, but, but we're also really smart about what we're trying to emphasize and, um, trying to build out of our athletes, trying to, trying to build better athletes and move better. So those are, those are our big things we do. Um, we do some, we do some other things. We do some pride nights. We went out to a baseball game, um, bring the team out to the baseball game and support it. Uh, you know, we'll dress up and go to the, the volleyball games. We'll dress up. We went to the cross country meet last year. Um, just trying to support all those other schools and all those other programs and doing stuff as a team. So we do, uh, we try to do a lot of stuff as a team and, you know, whether it's supporting them or playing dodgeball or paintball or a lot of goofy things. So I'm kind of, kind of a big kid myself. So, uh, but I think the more time they spend together um, and build those relationships uh, off the field is, is really going to help us on the field. I love that. I love the fact also that, you know, you go into so many schools and you've got this coach fighting with this coach. They they try to separate everything. And it seems like you guys are more on the, the same page and you guys all want to build every every program at Cody High School. That's impressive. That's 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 a hard thing to find, actually. I mean, I, I even went through some of that when I was coaching where you get – you get some coaches that don't want to, you know, they don't, they want to do their own thing. And, and, you know, I think with what you guys are doing, that's going to build championship programs and all of your programs. So that's, that's really impressive. So, yeah, we, it, it's taken a lot of communication and a lot of trust on both sides. Um, mm -hmm. But I, we, we have, a, we have some really good staffs that are really motivated and, uh, and I think we can play on each other's strengths to make our kids better. Do you do anything? Uh, back in the day, I remember we we used to send our players out. We'd send our players every week out to the elementary school. They'd go out and they'd actually read to the elementary kids and stuff like that. Do you do anything with the young kids to so they're excited to become Cody Bronx when it's time? We do. Um, yeah, we go and read. Um, we have a few recesses uh, um, each year. The kids go out there and just play a recess with them. Um, no dodgeball though. Like the, yeah, no, no. <laughs> that's a lot of right there. <laughs> way to make a rule there. Uh, but yeah, just just a lot of time with those kids. Um, we've done reading. Um, we've we do some different things during the year. Uh, we bring those kids in from the youth programs to be in our locker room and pregame and be in our field pregame. Um, and even even a halftime, 
depending on how the, the half went, I guess. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. But just just putting those kids around, you know, I have elementary school kids and they idolize these high schoolers. So um, it's important to me that, that we bring them around a lot. Uh, coaches include our coaches bring kids all the time to our practices. So, uh, but getting down to elementary school, we have one where we open doors for them. Um, we go down there, we do some leadership lunches actually at the middle school where our kids will go down and they'll bring the kid lunch and they'll eat with them and, and discuss some leadership topics that um, are relevant to a middle school kid. So we try to, we try to get down there quite a bit. That's awesome coach. It sounds like, I mean, I, I'll be honest oh, with you. I've wondered. Dances. Middle school dances coach. Middle what? school dance. That was, that's our hit. We, they chaperone the middle school dances. So it, it's twofold. The middle school te- teachers love it because they don't have to chaperone. I'm sure. And the, and the high school, yeah, the players, they played their DJ, you know, yeah. all their, their own turntables oh, and their DJ. Those kids got to be eating that that's up. A, that's a cool one. Oh, awesome. Oh, that that, is, that's a great one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Coach, it's, I, I've wondered because, you know, I live down here in the southwest corner of the state, and I've watched your program, and I've wondered what you were doing out there because it's impressive. It is. So oh, I I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me today. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I'll probably see you guys in Star Valley in Laramie again in November. So that seems to be the theme, doesn't well, it? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll play them before then. So they're they're a good program, a great program, and a lot of tradition there. So they're always they're always a tough one. Doesn't matter where you play them. Yeah, it's awesome because you guys are doing things the right way. I think, and you know that's the nice thing. You're building champions in life, and you're putting good good human beings out there in the community. So. I appreciate it, and I appreciate your time talking with me, and and I look forward to talking with you again as the season goes on. Absolutely, what what an honor, man, for us to to be interviewed by you and considered as one of those programs. I appreciate that. All right, well, thank you, Coach. We'll talk with you soon. All right, welcome back to the Wyoming High School Sports Podcast. I'm privileged to be here with. Lyman coach Dell Anderson. Coach, thanks for joining me here today. You bet, not a problem. Hey, I the reason we have you on, obviously, in class 2A football in the state of Wyoming, there are really three schools that are kind of have stood above the other since 1975 when they started playing for the championships. You guys, uh, Mountain View and Big Piney, each have six state championships, so you know, three schools have taken up 18 of the titles in that time. And, and you know, I guess the reason I wanted to talk to you is I want to find out what it is that, that kind of makes the program special. You know, I mean, you've obviously come in here. You've done a great job. You've won three titles yourself, I believe. Plus, I think you won one up in Star Valley, correct? Uh, we lost. We, we played for one. You got into the championship. Okay. Yeah. So you – you obviously know what it builds a, knows to build a program or know what it takes to build a program. So what, what do you feel that is? What do you feel some of the keys are to, to building a program? Uh, you got to have good kids. I mean, that's, that's first and foremost, you know, it's, you know, we, we as coaches sometimes can think that we, we have a little more input than we do, but you got to have some guys. Um, I think that's the key. And then, you know, you have good coaches around, you know, good assistant coaches. We've I've been real lucky here um, at Lyman. We've had the same staff the whole time I've been here. And I think that helps the, you know, the continuity of that, 
um you know and then we we worked hard to just try to develop those kids we have you know like i say we we've had a really good run of kids the last couple of years um but you know we we try not to we try to do what we can to help them get a little bit better and and some years you just try to get out of their way and not screw them up too <laughs> uh, well coach one thing i've always liked about you and it's funny because i've as i've talked with these other guys i don't know as well I, I see a lot of the same traits, your humility, because you're right. It takes good kids, but you've done a lot of good things to the, to contribute and get these kids to where they're at. Um, you know, I, I think the first thing that came out that every coach talked about uh, that, that they feel is key is characters. Tell me your thoughts on that. Well, you know that you got to have good kids, like not not just good athletically, but it, it certainly makes the the experience a lot more enjoyable as a coach when you have those high character kids that are doing good things that work hard, um, treat other students right in the school and even other teachers right, you know, that that are respectful and and kids that are genuinely appreciative of the opportunity. Um, I think that to me, that's important that, you know, we, we have a handful of those kids that come around every day at the end of practice and, and shake the coach's hand and tell them thanks. And, you know, to me, that's, that's an important part of it. Having kids that, that genuinely um, appreciate the opportunity um, and, and make the most of it. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, I guess another key thing that I've talked about with all of these other coaches it seems like every one of these good programs have expectations. They're the kids come in and, and, and they expect to be good. Do you, do you find that's true in Lyman as well? Well, you know, we, we've kind of established our expectation. We talk about what the kids is, is to be their best version of them every day. Um, I think, I think sometimes if you have an expectation that is only about wins, I think that sometimes can be a little unrealistic and, and it can, some kids don't handle maybe the pressure of that as well as others, mm -hmm. but we've kind of transferred, we, we, we really drive the kids home, be your best you. And once you've established the level, then try to improve on that. You know, each day find something you can get a little bit better at. And, and I try to model that myself as a coach. I try to, you know, do try to get a little better at certain things every day and, you know, but I found that that's been something real beneficial to us is is that just that daily growth and that and as part of the process. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny to me, and, and I was guilty of this myself as a coach. I think a lot of times as coaches, especially young coaches, you think it's all about, oh, this spread offense or this 4-2-5 defense, and it's really <laughs> not about any of that stuff. All the key things are these things we're talking about right now. You know, yeah. and, and it's funny because all of you guys that have done well seem to seem to understand that, um, you know, something the other coaches talked about that they really emphasize. In fact, I, I don't know how much you've talked with with Jeff Mowry, but that guy's impressive. I talked with him the day before yeah. yesterday. They are so big on on community and service and they feel like if they're out in the community doing good things in the community the community comes out and supports them and and do, do you talk to your kids about things like that you know we we do we probably don't do as much as we should as far as you know active involvement in things but 
we do talk to them about the importance of being a good role model and an example and, and representing your community and your family and you know and in a small community i think that's that's vital that you know because people watch our kids and they know what they're doing um the young kids look up to them you know i've got a son that's that's 10 years old and i mean he looks up to those guys and and it's important to me that they're always trying to set a good example um and you know they, they make mistakes too like everybody does but you, you really do in a in a small town and i i wish i had was more inclined to get them involved in the community a little more we, we try to find things to help occasionally but probably not as often as i should actually yeah but you know i i i think you're a little modest there too because i don't maybe you guys don't do it always as a group but i do always see your kids out trying to help i i watch the way they are with the young kids and there's a reason those young kids idolize them it's it's because they're good kids and they they do go out of their way i i've watched your kids at basketball games walk over and sit down and talk to little kids and that stuff's important yeah. that's what makes them want to be a lineman eagle is when they get older so, so well and that's uh, i think that's key i think that yeah just being a good role model and example so over the years i think there's kind of been a trend to to specialize in sports and and what how do you feel about that do you think kids should be multi-sport athletes oh yeah absolutely i mean we try to encourage our kids not not all the kids do it i mean mm -hmm. if it were up to me every kid would be a three-sport kid you know and then you know but I, I get some of them lack of interest or an inclination to do other things or you know whatever but you know i i the i love having kids you know i coach track also i've done girls basketball in the past i mean to me it's fun to see those kids develop in other sports too yeah and that's you know that was a all of those other coaches they're the same way you know they they want the those kids competing in other sports and and you know i i knew that you were i knew that that was how you felt about that too that's why i wanted to ask you about that um you know what so as far as your off-season coach tell me a little bit about what the lineman off-season looks like but, you know like you said it, it, during the school year we're hoping most of those kids are involved in other sports you know outside of our season um, we try to get our kids in, you know, into our weightlifting classes. We feel that's an important, you know, based on kind of our philosophy football-wise, you know, we, we want our kids to be strong and physical. You know, summertime, we, we try not to overdo it, to be quite honest. I mean, we will lift three or four times a week. Um, we'll do a team camp. We try, you know, maybe one night a week get together and do some skill stuff. Uh, you know most of our kids work and and it's and it's it's hard to you know do too much but we also want to do enough that we're not getting behind the game and so it's it's kind of a, a fine balance there making sure that we're doing enough to stay headed in the right direction but not not burn the kids out during the off season yeah and, and i think you guys do have a good balance there so so well coach I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I'm 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 pretty sure we're gonna see one of the Valley teams in Laramie again because we're getting used to it. That's the the state championships <laughs> to come through this valley, coach. Not to not to put well, pressure on you. 
Well, thing, no, so. Brent does a great job over there in Mountain View too. You know, there, there's been a lot of good teams come out of the valley in the last few years, and you know we're very grateful and feel blessed to be have had that opportunity ourselves. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, and and I wish you the best of luck. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon because we're going to do a few more football shows. If you know me, so so. <laughs> Not a problem. I appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, Coach. Have a good you day. Okay. See you, Mike. Welcome back to the Wyoming High School Sports Podcast. We're pri privileged to have head coach of the Mountain View Buffaloes, Brent Locke, with us. Hey, Coach, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. Actually, you're privileged that you get to talk to me on on, on this podcast. So. I can give yeah, my first a little bit of crap here. So, uh, Coach, uh, what I'm doing is I'm talking to to some of the coaches around the state, uh, all the coaches that have won the most championships. And when it comes to 2A football, uh, there's really three names that come to mind. There's Mountain View, obviously, Big Piney, and Lyman that all have six titles each since 1975. Of those six titles, three of them, have have been one since you've been there so with that in mind coach i want to ask you what you feel are the keys the keys to building your program what have you done to get the buffaloes where they're at today well you know number number one i think uh obviously the credit goes to the kids you know we've been blessed with with some very good football players but probably more important than that in terms of our program I mean, we put a we put a huge emphasis on doing the right things, and, and you know we have huge support with with the parents, um, the you know the school, the community, um, and so yeah, it's 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 been a really really cool thing that we've been able to accomplish. But you know the credit goes back to the kids, and you know hard work. You know the kids get after it, the coaching staff gets after it, and we're not afraid to, we're not afraid to put in hours and and do the things that it takes to be successful here in Mountain View. So it sounds to me like like it's a lot about the culture, which is something that I've heard from every coach that I've I've talked to. Um, tell me, as I talked with with uh, Coach Mowry up in Sheridan, um, he 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 talked to me about expectations, and I just knowing you and and being around the program, tell me a little bit about the expectations that you have as a coaching staff and the expectations that your kids have when they come into a season playing for the Mountain View Buffaloes? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think, first of all, as, as far as a coach, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in you, you can't, you can't fool kids, you know, kids, kids know um, if you're willing to put in time, if you're willing to put in the effort. So, you know, number one, I put a ton of expectations on myself, which I should be because I'm, I'm the head coach of the, of the program. Um, and then we do, we do, we expect a lot out of our kids, you know, and, and one of, one of the things we talked about, you know, we've, we've talked about for, for quite a few years now is, is pressure. And, you know, some kids don't feel, you know, some, I don't, I don't know how to say it the right way, but to us, pressure is a privilege. And when I talk to the kids about that, I tell them, you know, if, if you're not feeling any pressure and if you don't have expectations, then, then people really don't care about you being successful. So, you know, we, I, it's not undue pressure, but you know, it goes right along with, with your question about expectations. You know, we put our kids, uh, 
we expect our kids to perform and to do more important, we, we expect our kids to, uh, to uh, do the right things off the field. Yeah, you know, it, I, I know that you're good friends with Coach Mike Favaro that, that won all the championships down in Logan. And right. as far as expectations go, I remember him telling me one time that, uh, you know, a lot of people think that you have to, you have to kind of dumb it down for high school kids. He says, we don't feel like that. We expect our kids to run college programs. And if you expect them to do it, yeah. they will do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. You know, Mike, Coach Bavaro, I mean, he's a great guy. He's been a great mentor to me, but he and I've had that exact same conversation that, you know, you had to challenge kids and, and 99% of the time, whether it's a kid or whether it's a, an adult, if, if you're being challenged, then you're, you're growing, you know, and, and I think that goes on. And that's what I love about high school football. High school football is not only, I mean, it's, and I say this all the time, man, uh, Mountain View football is a hell of a lot bigger in 48 minutes. And so, we're challenging the kids and we, and the expectations and all that kind of stuff, which hopefully they'll be able to use that in their adult life. Well, I know just from being around you, I know that your program is all about character. I think a lot of, I thought, I think a lot of young coaches come in and they think it's all about the X's and O's. And, and the truth is that people have won championships with, with every system so it's it's not really about the spread it's not really about the four two five tell me a little bit about about the character of mountain view kids yeah it, it's about relationships yeah 100 percent. and and that's what i love man it's this is you know i've been coaching now for quite a few years and absolutely the greatest job i've ever had because i have the opportunity to coach incredible kids from great families the like going back to the community support and everything um but you know, as far as it, it, it's a standard, you know, we don't have rules in the football program over here. We have standards. And, you know, one of our, like I said, one of our standards is, and I talk to the kids about this every day is, yeah, I mean, you, if you're taking shortcuts, then it's going to catch up with you. And it might not be immediate, you know, immediate consequence, but eventually you know, I'm a karma guy. And I, I firmly believe good things happen to good people. And, and we really, really stress that. And, and like I said, you know, the, the kids here in Mountain View are, are the, they're the greatest kids in the world. And I'm sure everybody, every, every coach you've talked to talk about their kids, but it's, it's a, it's a very, very special place, which Wyoming, you know, I had the opportunity to, to start my career in Arizona. I coached some great kids there too, but man, there's nothing like a Wyoming kid. You know, it, it's funny because you have mentioned to me twice already, the community and, and coach Mowry up in, in Sheridan was the same way. And he talked a lot about community service and the things that his kids do. And by going out and making the community part of the program, yeah. the community is back. They're in the seats on Friday night because they're invested in the program, just like the kids are. Tell me a little bit about that at Mountain View, because I know you guys do a lot of community service. Yeah, we do, which I think that's, that's uh, I mean, it's, a, and again, you know, I kind of go back to, High school football, in my opinion, which I'm obviously I'm going to say this because I'm a high school football coach, but I think it's the purest sport there is. Um, and it, it, it entails so much, you know, we do, we do every year, man, we, we, we're always looking for projects and how to help people and stuff like that. And I think not only is that, is it great, I guess, bringing, like you're saying, bringing the community into the program, but it's also incredible for our kids. 
you know, for our, for our kids to be selfless and, and be willing. And, and I, whenever we set these projects up, which we've done, like you said, we've done a ton of them. When we set them up, man, the kids are, I mean, they're signing up just like that because they want to help people. And it's a great, it's a great learning experience for the kids. And at the end of the day, that's, I mean, we're in the kid business. And if, if we're helping kids grow, um, that, that's what this is all about. The one, one more thing I want to talk to you about, and it's, it's what, uh, one more thing that the other coaches have talked about. Tell me about the Mountain View Buffaloes offseason. What do you guys do in the offseason that might set you guys apart from some of the other teams out there? Well, you know, I think, you know, early on, we, well, we, I mean, we train, we get after it. You know, we, we, have, a, we have a spring, what we, you know, put in the calendar as spring off season in our summer program, and then we get ready for fall camp. So, yeah, I mean, we're training five days a week. Um, we're in the weight room, the weight room's packed and the, and the kids are getting after. And then, you know, obviously we do our, our camps and some seven on seven stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because the truth of the matter is, is, is I'm, you know, I'm a firm believer that successful programs are probably doing the exact same thing that we were doing. And if you're not, um, then you're just falling behind and, you know, our kids buy into our kids, you know, we, we train really, really hard, but the, the kids love it. They enjoy it. You know, they're sweating and dripping and, you know, it's uh it's, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. And we've done this now, this is my gosh dang 12th year as a head coach, 11th year as a 12th year as a head coach. And, you know, from day one that we put a huge emphasis on, on our off season training, which is great too, because, you know, another thing that I love, I love, you know, I want my guys to be three sport athletes. And so, what we're doing, what we're doing in the weight room is not only helping them in football, which obviously that's my priority, but you know, that goes into the winter sport and also into the spring sport. So for it's sure. funny you bring that up coach, every single coach I've talked to has mentioned that exact thing or I think there's, there's kind of an emphasis around the country now to make kids specialize. And every one of the coaches that I consider the best coaches in the state of Wyoming have said that their kids are multi-sport athletes. Uh, uh, I was talking with coach Harshman, Logan Wilson was a three sport athlete and now he's, he played the Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, I think, I think you're, you're right on. I think, I think that's a key. Now, I guess what I want to end with is, is which one of you Bridger Valley teams is going to bring home the championship? Because it seems <laughs> like the championship goes through Bridger Valley now. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we got, we got a lot of work to do, but you know, our kids are going to come out and play and, you know, obviously coach Anderson's had, had a, had a great, great thing going on over there. And we've had some good things happen here too. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. It's good to see Well, coach. I appreciate you taking a little bit of time with me today and I want to thank you and, and I guarantee I'll be back with you when it's time to do our preseason, our preseason football show. So thanks for your time, coach. All right, right on. Looking forward to it. Hey, I want to thank everybody for watching our first episode. Um, if you get a chance, like and subscribe. Uh, go ahead and leave some comments and let us know what we can improve on. And tune in because, like I said, we're going to cover... If, it's, if it has anything to do with high school sports in Wyoming, we're going to cover it. Thanks again, and you have a great, great day.